three, two, one. Welcome everybody. This is Soda Can Ashtray, and we're out here speaking out to y'all. This is Josh Smith and Adam Hardwick, and today we're going to speak to you about DLC, also known as drug of choice. Not to be confused with Department of Corrections. Mm. <laughs> Either way, it'll lead you to the same place. <laughs> so Adam, let's get into to the nitty gritty. What is your drug of choice? Fentanyl. 100% fentanyl. Fentanyl? That seems kind of hardcore, bro. I've heard about fentanyl. I heard that it was used to uh, uh, sedate animals, like bigger animals. Is that true? I know they use car fentanyl to uh, tranquilize elephants in Africa. And I know the state of Wisconsin, I believe, uses fentanyl to uh, for the lethal injection of inmates. Mm. Wow, that's amazing. So, what does it make you feel like? What made you like believe that that was your particular drug of choice? I mean, I liked heroin a lot, and then fentanyl is pretty much just synthetic heroin that was cheaper, and it didn't show up in drug test, and it was stronger and cheaper, stronger and cheaper. Really, that was the whole reason. Mm. Damn, that's crazy. Uh, my drug of choice, honestly, would be cocaine right now. Honestly, yeah, it switches back and forth from cocaine to marijuana. But right now, particular, particularly, it will be uh, cocaine, I promise you. So I used to like coke whenever I was in high school. And then, well, I tried everything else. And cocaine was just so fucking expensive and... Oh my god. Sleepless nights, stuffed up noses, sitting in, sitting in fucking in class in high school with a bag in my pocket, itching to go to the bathroom to do a book, and then be gone for fucking 30, 40, 30 45 minutes. Mm. Sounds like you've lived one hell of a life, young man. Doing cocaine in high school, that's crazy. Um, I started doing cocaine when I was probably about... Uh, 18 or 19 when I had my own house or own apartment, townhouse, whatever you want to call it. And uh, my roommate had brought some up. And I was just like, what the fuck? I don't want that shit. And then I was like, ah, you know what? Fuck it. I'll try it. And it ended up being one of the best pleasurable feelings I've ever had in my life. And I still enjoy it to this day. So it's either that or marijuana, which I smoked that when I was in middle school. And it's just always been around. And I just particularly like the high that you get off when you smoke marijuana or weed, THC, whatever you want to call it. Fuck Delta 8. I hate that diet weed, but dabs are good. Like anything from the marijuana field is pretty good as long as it's, you know, the Delta 9 THC. I don't like any of that half cut, half short Delta 8 diet weed. That shit's terrible. I see it. I, I, I don't agree with that. I like Delta 8. CBD sucks ass, but Delta 8, if it's in a cartridge, I like it. Mm. The first time I bought it was in a cartridge. I tried it, and it was so strong that it made me cough nonstop after every hit. It was very harsh, and for me in particular, I got a very different type of high, and I just didn't enjoy it. I gave that shit away. Damn, I wouldn't have gave it away. <laughs> mm. I'd be smoking Delta 8 right now if I wasn't on probation. Mm. 
So speaking of a uh, drug of choice, DOC, um, let's hear some stories about that shit. Like, what is a story you can possibly tell us, Adam? Oh my God, let me think of the best one. <laughs> Starting your day off, whenever you're on a drug like that, obviously you're a fucking, you're, most likely you're an addict. This is in the very early stages of me being addicted to it. So I started my day off by waking up. I had $20 to my name. And I was thinking how I can get more money without having to borrow it from somebody or fucking go steal something or anything. Because like I said, I wasn't too deep into the whole addiction at this point. So I decided to go donate plasma. So here I am, fucking at this plasma clinic, answering all these questions and everything. Getting stuck in the arm with the biggest fucking needle I've ever seen. And they suck so much of my blood out to separate the plasma from it. And they're actually a pretty good paying place. They gave me $75 every time I came to visit. Mm. So I had the $75 plus the $20 I had. And then I had a uh, I had a little bit of weed. So I decided to sell it. So then I was sitting at $150. And that was just getting the money together. That wasn't getting the dope. So then I had to find a ride to go down there. And I didn't want to pay anybody for a ride. And I didn't want to give anybody any free drugs for a ride. So I decided that... uh. I would do the cheapest route and take the city bus as close as I could get and walk from the rest of the way. That's exactly what I did. But as I'm sitting on the city bus, there's all these different people that are like trying to have trying to start a fight on the bus and everything. And this is during the whole fucking COVID pandemic. So they have their masks on and shit, and it looked like a fucking like some some anime you'd see with these people wearing masks, fucking fighting on the bus. It was like crack fight 2020 or something. I don't fucking know. It was it was insane. Even though it's happened in 2021. Okay, uh, I'll tell you a story about my drug of choice. Let's go with uh, marijuana this time. So, the very first time I actually got high off marijuana, it was with my neighbor Joe. So, this was when I was a lot younger, maybe in high school, maybe a freshman, sophomore, something like that. And... I had walked over to his house. He said he had some dro, and I was like, okay, I've never heard of that. But he explained to me that like, it's a better form of weed and everything like that. Because I've seen him smoke mid before and like all kind, all types of mid and popcorn weed. Well, they really didn't have like really high potent weed like in quantity where I was from. So everybody pretty much smoked mid until the dro came. But once the dro came, everybody was just stuck on it. So he had some packed in a bowl. And I'm sitting there out back. My parents went to the movies. So I, had, I knew I had a couple hours just to chill. So I was like, all right, I'm going to go get high. Fuck it. I'm going to get high today. So I go over there. He packs the bowl. And he's literally teaching me weed etiquette. And if any of you guys don't know about weed etiquette, you really need to look up your P's and Q's and write those down because there's etiquette that comes with everything. And there's etiquette, especially when it comes to weed. And he was teaching me little minute things of what to do, how to hit it, you know, where to put your finger, how long to hold it in, all that kind of stuff. And I probably took three or four hits. We smoked two bowls. Probably got three or four more hits off that bowl. And I was like, man, it's probably time for me to go. My parents are going to be home soon. So I walk inside. And I was like, man, I got to use the bathroom. So I walked past the mirror to go to the latrine, the toilet. And I look, I hope, I just so happened to glance off in the mirror. I'm like, 
what the fuck, bro? I'm moving in slow motion. I was like, holy shit, what's going on? I looked at myself in the mirror and I was just like doing the matrix, like moving and shit, moving all slow. It kind of tripped me out, but it was funny. Took a piss and I was just like, God damn, I got the worst cotton mouth ever. Like I need something for this. And so I put a stick of gum in my mouth and I'm chewing on. I'm like, ah, hell, this isn't working. So I'll call up my homie Joe. I'm like, dude, what's good for Cottonmouth? He's like, Kool-Aid, nigga. Make yourself some Kool-Aid, nigga. And I'm like, all right, bro. I'll make you, I'll make myself some Kool-Aid. Make some Kool-Aid. Chugged it down. I was like, God damn, I'm hungry. Hit him up. I'm like, man, what's good for the munchies, bro? What's good for the munchies? He's like, man, make yourself a sandwich or something, homie. Quit calling me, bro. Come on now. You know you I just be chilling at the crib. Don't be acting too paranoid when your parents come home. I'm just like, all right, bro, I got you. So I go in the cabinet, grab the the bread and the peanut butter. And I put it, I put down the bread, I have the peanut butter in my hand. I got the knife out and I'm like, where the fuck is the peanut butter? And I'm looking around for the peanut butter everywhere and I can't find it. And then my brother's downstairs watching TV. I'm like, hey man, have you seen the peanut butter? He's like, bro, it's in your hand. I'm like, oh shit, this is fucking crazy as hell. So I go into the kitchen, finish making my sandwich. And the sandwich was dry as hell. Like it was a peanut butter sandwich. And I was like, oh my gosh, this made my cotton mouth even worse. And so I just ate that, chugged some more Kool-Aid, and went to go lay down. And by the time I woke up, uh, I had a gun, a piece of gum in my mouth, like I told you guys. And it was still a fresh piece, like four or five hours later after I took a nap. So I was hot as fuck, and I had cotton mouth like a motherfucker. But that's my marijuana DLC drug of choice story. Yeah, I was about to say, you know, there's a, there's a lot of other stories someone could tell, but the best person to ask for a fucking crazy ass story is always go find a crackhead on the side of the road. They always have, even if they're just talking to them, they just have something interesting they're always going on with. Yeah. I'll tell you what you ought to do for this podcast is we just ought to find a fucking crackhead walking down the road and be like, hey man, you want to make 20 bucks? Yeah. Tell a story. <laughs> We should do that on our next podcast. Find a random crackhead to talk to and see what he has to say. Just call it the Crack Diaries. Mm. Okay, guys, I got another story for you. This time, uh, I was smoking weed and we put cocaine in a blunt. So this is at my apartment. My friend pulled up, you know, he sells and shit. So I was like, what's up, bro? What you got for me today? And he was just like, man, I just got some coke. And I, got, I know you got some weed and I got some weed. Let's just put it in a blunt and smoke it. Because I know you've been doing coke all day. You just need to try a new way to do it. And I was like, all right, dude, we'll do that shit. So he 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 uh, breaks down the weed, breaks down the coke, puts in a blunt. And we're sitting there playing Madden. And I hit that motherfucker like three times. And I tell you, man, like, I'm in a different motherfucking world. Like, this shit had me, like, I don't know what the fuck you even call it. Like, I was tweaking, twacked out, fucked up, football, whatever. What the fuck you want to call it? Like, whatever you're on, on hard drugs. Like, I was there. And everybody was looking at me like, damn, dog, you fucking faded. I'm like, hell yeah, man, that shit's strong as fuck. And everybody laughing at me, telling me I'm coked out and shit. And I was sitting there scratching my neck like, nigga, what's going on? Like Dave Chappelle and shit. And they were laughing. But it was just 
so strong at first that it really took me back a second. I really don't do primos that much because I feel like it's a waste. But then again, if you're trying to get fucked up and you got a lot of shit, why not try it for the first time? You know, it ain't going to hurt you. You said it's not going to hurt you. I don't know. Mm -hmm. I feel like you say that to the wrong person, they're going to end up like smoking crack for the rest of their life. <laughs> You just got to learn how to do drugs in moderation and feel like you're the top dog and you don't let the drugs control you. You control the drugs by, i.e., not doing them as much and just taking time out to take care of your body. And I feel like people can, you know, get away with it from time to time. Not all the time, but from time to time, you know. I know sometimes people get a wild hair and they like to do wild things, so why not just cater to that? Adam, what's your second DOC? Huh. Pot. Smoking pot. Mm. Something we both can't agree with. You have any good uh, pot stories? I mean, uh, none that would be interesting enough to like, tell. But. What about back in the day with your dad and the farm and shit? Oh, I mean, I didn't really smoke back then, but... Oh, yeah. Uh, the only... I tell a story about selling weed and the weird-ass shit that would come with it. Okay, break it down for us, brother. Well, so back whenever you fucking... You lived with me. And everything was, uh... Everything was going good, we can say. I remember one night... While I was at work, uh, I was driving my mom's car, and I had bought a bunch of, uh, I didn't buy them. I traded this kid, he, he ordered weird-ass drugs off the dark web, and he liked research chemicals, shit like that. So one day he ordered a bunch of research chemical benzos, like Xanax from Italy, and one of these was equal to like four or five Xanax poles here, here in America. So I didn't believe him. I thought there was just some bullshit he was telling me because he wanted me to buy them or he wanted the weed to trade or whatever. Well, he told me they were really good. I didn't believe it. And he said, no, only take half of one of these. He said, you're going to be fucked up. So I thought it'd be fun to take uh, like one or two of them. So that's exactly what I did. I took two of them. Well, I took two of them as I was leaving work one night driving my mom's car. And when I got to work, I sent my manager over to the liquor store right across the street to get a bottle of gin. And we would sit there and we would drink on shift and shit like that. We wouldn't get really, like, tore up drunk or anything, but we'd have a good time. We'd, you know, roll some blunts and, you know, have a few drinks and, you know, make the night go by faster. And as soon as I came out of the car, I remembered that I took two of them and I was like, oh, I don't feel them yet. So I took a shot of that gin and put it, you know, in the back seat and lit a blunt before my ride home. Which I don't recommend you do. Don't fucking pop pills and drive. Don't drink and drive. Don't even smoke weed and drive. You know, if you're new to it, I guess. Don't even smoke in your fucking car, bro. Seriously. Facts. Yeah, they can still hit you with a DUI even if you're in your driveway. But I remember I was driving home, and it seemed like every stop sign I stopped at, those pills would, you know, hit harder and harder and harder. So by the time I got home, I remember I fucking threw the car in park, turned it off, rolled the window down so I could fucking finish smoking my blunt that went out halfway. And I made it 
halfway through half of that blunt until I fucking fell asleep in the car. I didn't wake up until the next day. It was daylight. It was like fucking afternoon. And mind you, I got home at like 3 o'clock in the morning. And I woke up at like 3 in the afternoon. So that was fucking 12 hours of sleep in this car. And the fucking blunt had burned my hand and shit. And it was, it was insane. Mm. Talk about being fucked up. Mm. Ridiculously fucked up. Mm. Well, we hit you with the DLC and soda can ashtray drug of choice. And we're just going to let you guys go. Have a lovely, lovely evening.